I'm Stuart the Wild Man Mabbot and this is the People's Countryside Environmental Debate Podcast and my co-host is over the phone. Over the phone and sat in your sat in your, your home at the moment because you're not here, you're up in Manchester aren't you? Um, yep. William Mankelo, I'm sat, I'm house sitting for you here in Oxford aren't I? Yeah we're in, we're recording this when we're in uh, the English lockdown, Covid lockdown, it's very disruptive. Just interested, William. Uh, We've been at at this sort of uh, lockdown business for about uh, a year now. Yes. How's your outside work outside of this podcast going? What are you up to? Well, it's been been quite challenging time for me. I mean, I'm actually doing a live show now myself. Uh, I'm a photographer by trade and have been for many, many years. And I've I've started my own live show very, very recently, uh, middle of last year. Yeah, film. So I do it. I do it live on Facebook and live on Instagram, and I talk mm. about well, creative ideas and photography ideas. And uh, I mean, this week I'm going to be looking at. I mean, this is this is going to be in the past when you listen to this, right? But um, yeah. I've I've heard a lot of a lot of people who are in the, within the creative industry are struggling financially, which is understandable because of lockdown. But they're also struggling, and I found this struggle myself as well. They're struggling creatively as well. So I was I really want to be talking about that this week and about how mm. about how how you can overcome those, those 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 difficulties. Yeah, I think it's about freeing up space in the mind to allow the creative process to happen. Yeah, exactly. So. And that, that's I think we I think we, we we reflect back on the last question about fake news, like the question from the last episode. I said laziness, and you you quite rightly said um, I kind of lumped it all down laziness into one thing, but it, mm. being busy and overwhelmed, and I think that doesn't help. And being busy and mm. overwhelmed does not lead to creative thinking. It's been a challenge for me, Stuart, I have to say, but um, we, we're working together. I'm working as well. I'm doing work outside of my normal, what I would normally do. So I'm um, doing physical work, doing gardening. So yeah. it, it, it keeps me outside, gets me outside as well. Uh, I can do it, do it socially distanced as well. So it, yeah. it helps me, helps me, go, helps keep me going. Yeah, the thing I've been working on that's taken 18 months to come up, but uh, it's now happening, is a, a pain management CD I'm working on, um, which is sort of like uses my experience of a sensory engagement with nature and puts it to a. It's narrated by a female voice, and it's got um, it's got a pain management consultant working on it, so we get the ideas right, and it's got um, interesting musical instruments in the background, and I'm going to be putting some. Wildlife sounds to it as well, you know, yeah. a, bit, a beach setting, a woodland setting, and a river setting. So it's been long it's in about the making, hasn't space. it? That's been right? that's been long in the making, hasn't it? That, that yeah, idea. that's been long in the make, making. What he was waiting for was um, me to put my ideas down on a piece of paper, and um, just after Christmas, I, I put it all down. And it, you know, how many pages do you reckon I produced over eighteen months? putting my ideas down well uh, knowing you you probably have a good folder full yeah <laughs> or it was two and a half pages of a4 it took me 18 months now that was an insight into the fact that my mind wasn't in the right place yeah but then also two and a half pages i would say that at least you got your idea clearly down you haven't got yeah. too much to sift through because I mean, that's yeah. the thing I always find with when you come when you have when you have creative ideas, is to think big, but actually yeah. to to break it down into smaller chunks. And yeah. that's exactly what I do with my show, and exactly what mm. I do when I when I when I do workshops alongside you or do one to one workshops myself. Mm. So it's yeah. how it is. Okay. Let's, let's actually, let's actually talk today. about stuff about the podcast, shall we, rather than ourselves, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's get on to the day's question. Listen to question. It's from Vandana from India. Where have you been, Vandana? You asked us a question. Months ago, and you disappeared, and but you're back. 
Anyway. Oh, she's just been quietly listening. She doesn't, you know, we've got a lot of, I, think, I feel we've got a lot of listeners who are just yeah. there in the background. And it's, it's good, to have your, good to have your question back on the, on the podcast, Vandana. Yeah. But if you want to sit in the background and listen, that's fine as well. Absolutely. Anyway, Vandana's question. Do you have any examples of people watering down their anti-environmentalist stance when confronted by a real person that they personally know that suddenly has environmental activist views? It's hard to generalise about environmentalists and call them all snowflakes when we start to see them as human beings. William, you, you thought that this question was maybe elicited by, by a question we've had recently about talking about our, our, our environmentalist snowflakes. Yeah, that's, it's just the fact that the term snowflake was in there. It might just be coincidence. But um, I'm just thinking to myself, maybe not around activism or anything like that or, or, or just climate change, but... I often will have conversations with a certain member of my family who will assert something about a particular type, particular type of person, or uh, and I'm like, well, actually, well, I'm like that, or yeah. somebody you know is like that. So are yeah. they that way? And the, the the immediate answer is, oh no, they're not. They're not. They're not the same as that. It's a bit how 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 sometimes you you know all all immigrants are X. It's like well, yeah. you can't you can't say that, can you? <laughs> and then yeah, if you yeah. if you then if you say okay, well that person there is an immigrant. Well, they're not the same as that that other immigrant there, are they? <laughs> I often see that when somebody becomes acceptable, their view becomes acceptable. It tends to be aided by the fact that the both parties are getting to know each other as people. Yes, Except, accepted, not agreed upon, because they're two different things, aren't they? I think there's a different difference yeah. between acceptance and... I think that maybe that's sometimes what it is, is... is and I, I'm, we're talking about actions. Every single episode, we, we try and give an action. Yeah. And maybe that's sometimes with an action is that maybe you don't agree with that person, but at, at least accept what they're saying. Yeah. Accept, accept that that's their point of view. Okay, Vandana, you, you, you asked directly, uh, have we got any examples of people watering down their anti-environmentalist stance when confronted by a real person that they know is now into activism? You've got I one, do have you? one good example, and I'm yeah. not going to put names to this. Yeah, you've talked about this before in, 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 in a previous episode, I feel. Yeah, and I think it will come up again, but it really was... I didn't get involved, I was just observing this whole... I think I know where... I think thing. I know who it might be as well, but I'm not going to mention it either. No, but anyway, uh, I, I know a number of people who, who are rabid in their in their hatred of environmentalists, and, and they do call them snowflakes. There was a situation not too long ago where where one person I know that that is as one of these rabid people against environmentalists, uh, and we had this we were in this social setting. Uh, and there was this third party who, who was actually uh, talking about their active environmental activist activities, and they were living in a tree, protesting against some trees being cut down. And I stood and watched, and the person who has this uh, rabid anti-environmentalist uh, anti stance, you could their physicality tensed up because they wanted to say, "I hate you, I hate you, uh, and I hate everything you stand for," but that, but they couldn't. Uh, and what they did, they just went very, very quiet. Uh, 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 and I just thought that was very enlightening because I just thought, well, now this is a real person, uh, you know, it's not so easy to generalise and just talk absolute tosh and yeah. shout and scream. I just yes. thought that was a very interesting dynamic. There is a... If you go on YouTube right now, you'll be able to find loads of these videos. Uh, but I saw one recently. It's analogous to this where somebody cut somebody up 
in the mm. car, uh, road rage, and they mm. were shouting at each other. And this guy jumped out of the car, rare, steaming, raring, and he mm. wanted to he, he wanted to have a real go at this other driver until he got to the driver's window and he realised it was his friend. Mm. And then suddenly his demeanour completely changed. Yeah. <laughs> so I it's si- similar, isn't it? It's a similar a, thing, isn't it? Right? Yeah, I was in a car in a car um, a couple of years ago, uh, and the person who was driving, very aggressive driving, uh, we were at this road junction and the car in front didn't move out and we drove into the back um, because the, the driver of my vehicle just assumed the person was going to move and the, it's not right to assume when you're driving, you have to assume the worst. Anyway, crashed into the back, waved their arms, shouted and screaming, opened the door, went to the... <laughs> and I just observed this through the windscreen. Went to the, the person, the woman got out of the car and it was all nice. As, oh, yeah, you okay? You okay? And, and uh, you know, oh, it doesn't matter as long as nobody's hurt. And then the driver got back in my vehicle, said, F- <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 I kind of, I kind of get the feeling that might be the same person you're talking about those days in those two situations. <laughs> I better bleep that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which part? All, the, all of it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I know, but uh, I don't think that person would bother listening. I, don't, I and I don't think Vanden minds that we're we're kind of going down this route and having a bit of a laugh with this. But I think that the um, it's very easy to see somebody as as almost like a caricature, right, of a particular thought yeah. or a particular. Uh, part and yeah. I, I would I would say like um, so my wife is Finnish is give a, give, a, give another example of of how you can challenge these sorts of assumptions that I mean a lot of people don't know what Finns are like as, as as a people but generally they're stoic they can be very stoic and very quiet uh, but I know many 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 Finns and I can tell you for certain that they don't a lot of them don't follow that stereotype yeah. <laughs> and yeah. some do. You know, uh, so, you know, stereotypes and caricatures are not a good thing. And I think that's really the heart of this question, I think. Yeah, and no, I think that's the action. Maybe just look at the person in front of you today as yes. a human being. Well, I just, I, I got, and I also go back to this whole, whole idea of uh, there, was a, there was a post when Trump became president. And I've, I've repeated this on the podcast a few times, I think, where there was, it was to describe this person in two words. And there, there was a lot of vitriolic, vitriolic words, if that's the right word itself mm. uh just the horrible how hate hateful speech and, and i can understand it because he was a bit of a wasn't he and you can have to beat yeah, that yeah. one out as well but um yeah. uh i just put donald trump because that's who he was because mm. <laughs> you know you describe him as he is and sometimes mm. it's best to just to just to see the person in front of you as just as as a, as a person mm. and not and not just an ideology or a thought yeah maybe just think about uh how is the the opposing party how are you viewing them? Are you viewing them as an activist, as a scientist, as a denier, as a factual speaker? Yes. Uh, is it just opinions? Is it perception? Did you just have a, have a think? You know, peel away those layers of your own thinking. None, none, none of us, none of us are immune to this, are we? We none of us yeah. are immune to 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 putting people in boxes. I, I, yeah. I resist it as much as I possibly can do. But when but we do it, when you when you, when you, when you, you said about like the word activist, and it, it kind of like uh, my my shoulders hunched up and I oh, my heckles are up, sort of thing. You know, yeah. I, it's just it gets me going. It, it, yeah, it gives me a certain. I get a certain look. I, get, I, I can see a an activist in my mind yeah uh, it's probably completely it'd I mean, be completely inaccurate to what it actually is <laughs> yeah I, i've been involved in activism probably you said since the age of nine or something like that didn't you oh, i reckon about the age of nine really uh, and then i became i became interested in, in at nine and then it's probably oh, probably about 13 before i became active i'd say 
But I, I can honestly say, I'm only talking about uh, the activism I've been involved in, which some of it's been political and some of it's been environmental. You, you do have an underworld. There are some petty criminals that infiltrate these things, but there are a range of different people. Uh, and I think that the most successful groups are the ones with a diverse range of people. Yeah, I mean, it's like with any any group of people, you know. I will bring up, I mean, my mum my talks about this quite a lot, where, where football football fans are all seen as, from certain points of view, all seen as hooligans. Well, actually, vast majority of people who go to football just want to go and enjoy the game. And if they meet a fan from another team, they, they, they just want to talk about the game. You know, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't become anything more than that. So yeah, uh, exactly. yeah, again, it's the perception, and then just challenge your own, challenge your own perceptions when you, when you meet somebody. It, it's yeah. really interesting. Okay, so thanks, Vandener. Um, thanks yeah, for your thanks. question. Hopefully, uh, we won't have to wait as long for your next one. Um, yeah, so I'm send no it. Pressure there. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. As Vandener's listening to this question, that she's probably thinking of. She's probably formulating her next one right now. And uh, yeah. you can email that question to, straight to us, Vandener, at thepeoplescountryside at gmail um, you can get in touch with us on Facebook, Instagram, People's Countryside, at Countryside TV, on Twitter. Okay, so we're going to be with you again very soon with yet more listener questions. Check us out on Patreon. Um, we're, we're busy producing some exclusive material there. Some of it will be filmed, some of it will be recorded, just to give you some behind-the-scenes views and some new new material to get your teeth into uh so it's ample listening and ample viewing for you yes thanks very much for listening and share this podcast today right now mm-hmm.